Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends. And welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show, live on YouTube right now. Just realized, did I forget to check the audio? Yes, I did. But it's all right. We're coming through loud and clear. Thank you very much for joining me on a Tuesday. Let me put my chair up a little bit. There we go. And of course, we are going to talk about some professional wrestling, especially given the last 24 hours. Now, we did it on ups and downs. Again, check it out on What Culture. Uh, we got to do it here because I can't start talking about professional wrestling. Uh, without start talking about uh, some awful news that's happened in the last 24 hours uh, when it comes to Shad Gaspard, who you probably remember uh, from Crime Time. Uh, I can't even remember how long ago they were in the WWE now, but it was a while ago. This doesn't make it any better or any worse. Um, you need to talk about this stuff anyway, because it's tragic and obviously thoughts to the his friends and his family. It sounds like he got you know, taken away by a riptide of all things. He was out swimming with his son and he directed bodyguard, bodyguards, lifeguards to to save his son before him, which adds a whole other uh, level to it. But give, just from my personal vantage point, I had met him a couple of times and like a super nice dude, like a super, super nice dude, uh, watched what culture would often take the mick out of some of the stuff that you said and he'd laugh about it and, you know... It, it doesn't look good. Is I don't like saying that, but you know, given that we've had no updates today aside from late last night, where it sounded like the search had been, uh, search had been called off. It's just unbelievable, and it, it really, really, really is. And I'm not trying to take the grief away from people that actually knew him properly, because of course he had friends and family, like I say. But when you do have, like I say, it's an awful situation anyway. But when you do have that one step further, and you'd met this guy, like the last, it was WrestleMania. Uh, last year, it would have been when we were at uh, Wale Mania, I think it was probably the last time and he was taking the mick out of the Y series and saying you don't know what you're talking about, but all very tongue in cheek. But we never know, right? you never know where the crazier things have happened. So yeah, I just I hope that he's okay. I hope that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. The whole thing is nuts. But I can't sit here and talk about wrestling for the next hour or so without uh, without bringing that up. It would make me an absolute asshole to, to say the least. So We'll put that to one side. We'll keep everything crossed. Let's definitely use it as a situation to be nicer to one another. They're cheesy. Who cares? Be nicer to each other. Respect each other. Try not to get too wound up about professional wrestling because who really cares at the end of the day? It's just a form of entertainment that we enjoy. And that's that. That's that. And we'll move on. We'll move on with the uh, the rest of the show. As always, thank you for joining me live on YouTube. If you are right now, it's a pleasure to see you all. I'll make sure to get into all the super chats and as many comments as I can. Uh, also, there's a podcast feed. Don't forget, if you search for Simon as Pro Wrestling Show on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, or Google Podcasts, whatever the hell it's called now, uh, you can find it and you get exclusive episodes on there. And of course, hit the subscribe button, like the video. YouTube loves that. On Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. And a shout out to everybody that came aboard the Patreon this week, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. That's how I do all my personal projects. Uh, and if that is you and you entered one of the reward tiers, either your postcard is on the way or your t shirt is on the way, and the postal service around here at the moment sucks, but hopefully it will be with you soon. Let's talk about the greatest the greatest wrestling match ever, which, as we now know, is officially coming to WWE. Before we do, shout out to non-WWE guy, hound on the heart for you, in the super chat, who says, would you willing to be cloned so that you could go to any wrestling show, either as a fan or a performer, at any time? No, you don't want to be cloned. Being cloned is bad, man. If my clone sort of goes heel on me and starts committing criminal acts, no one's going to believe I've got a clone. They're going to be like, oh yeah, Miller, that's a great excuse. So no, no cloning going on here. I'm happy to, well, I can't even go to any wrestling events now, but when the world does start again, I'm happy to go to wrestling events as and when makes sense. Shout out to Super Saiyan Blast in the Super Chats. It's good to see you well, my friend. Have a nice day. Mankind up in this house. Same to you. I hope you're good. Antek Petrovsky in the Super Chat. Very nice. He says, just want to send some love. Raw was good again, in my opinion. I like Raw. Had some ups and downs. Obviously, we'll talk about it. And non WWE guy also says, a hand on the heart to you. Tamatonga put out a picture of Kony and Keddy. Why does he want to screw with our feelings? Why does he hate us? Because he's Tamatonga. He's the ultimate heel. 
Uh, you know, we, 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 we know this. Uh, he's probably teasing something. Maybe they've come to some kind of agreement. The world has changed now. I mean, if you saw the video the other day from the new Japan president, uh, very, really, I mean, amazing, an amazing message that he threw out there. But maybe they are looking at ways to try and, you know, make an impact when they come back. Could they do a deal with AEW? They were nowhere near doing that before this pandemic. But life changes. We've never been in that situation before. So you never know. Uh, Anthony Tagle in Super Chat. Nice to see you, my friend. Says we need to talk about that epic countdown timer. Thank what culture for that. They made it for me for the streams we're going to be doing over on there. To be honest, I don't mean to use it. I just, every time I go to start the stream, I forget it's on. <laughs> so it counts down. And shout out to mtol89, uh, who very nicely says, actually happy the stream got delayed, Simon, so I could join you for a change. What is your take on the Drew Gulak situation? We absolutely will talk about that um, uh, in a bit. And Dan Lemley in the Super Chat just throws in there, hand on the heart for you, wishing the best for Shad. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely for that. Um, I want to talk about I'll talk about Drew Gulak after this. I want to talk about the best match in the world ever at the moment. And I want to kind of canvas some opinions and see what people think about all of this. Because I I love the Edge Randy Orton stuff. I don't necessarily think we need to go back to the program, but I think it was kind of obvious that we were going to do that. And I also like the story, right? I like, you know, Edge has come back. He was in a Raw Rumble, a gimmick match. He was in a last man standing match, a gimmick match. Randy Orton has always been very kind of straight-laced and, you know, straightforward. And he wants to have a normal professional wrestling match. And, you know, the, uh, the, the twist to make you think maybe it's Randy Orton having Edge's number is that Edge has been retired for nine years. Maybe when you break it all down, he can't, he can't go anymore. I don't understand why that can't just be the focus for all of this. As soon as you tell me that something's being built around this idea of being the best match ever. Now you have to deliver the best match ever. I mean, you don't, obviously. But if that's what you're advertising and you don't, you're going to raise expectations so high that when we don't achieve said expectations, some fans are going to be disappointed. And if anyone does buy into this going, well, I'm going to watch professional wrestling because I'm about to do the greatest wrestling match ever. I mean, I tell you why it's not going to be the greatest wrestling match ever because there's no fans. And you can't have the best wrestling match ever without a crowd, without an audience. It's the WrestleMania 18 argument all over again. The reason Hulk Hogan and The Rock was as good as it was is because everyone was going ballistic. If you watch that with the sound off, it's a passable match at best. But that was not the point. That's not what wrestling's about. As you know, so many people have said, it's not about what you do. It's why you do it. And that's why that match was so good because you had this incredible atmosphere, this incredible coming together of yeah, old and new and just right place and right time. It was awesome. So I don't really understand now what they're going to do to make it the best professional wrestling match ever because Randy Orton doesn't really wrestle that style that in the moment makes people go, oh my gosh, the greatest thing I've ever seen ever. And I said, Will Ospreay does that. doesn't mean that Will Ospreay is having the greatest wrestling matches ever, but that's the kind of uh, reaction that he inspires based on his flashy moves, his aerability, not a word, his aerobics. You know, that's what made people say. Randy Orton, you could probably sit down there with a fine-tooth comb and actually go, oh my gosh, this guy is one of the best because he is. It's just a really, really strange twist for me. I don't really know what they're hoping to get out of it. I mean, it's a marketing ploy, obviously, much like the greatest Royal Rumble. Remember that? The greatest Royal Rumble ever. Was it the greatest Royal Rumble ever? No. And then Braun Strowman won a crappy green trophy that we've never seen since for some reason. So that was a waste of time. It just, it just throws me because I think, again, the story is so good. The narrative is so good. And they're both so good at handling themselves in the environment we currently find ourselves in that I don't know why we need a curveball, especially because the rule in WWE for ages is you don't say wrestling. That's a banned word. Vince McMahon does not type the term wrestling. He doesn't do wrestling. He makes movies and he makes sports entertainment. So it's almost like the wrestling aspect, in inverted commas, is the stipulation, <laughs> which makes no sense because we see wrestling matches all the time. So it's very odd. It's very strange. Uh, but I can kind of forget about that. I can just, you know, you can see it on the poster. It's all big and grotesque. because It's like font number 75. But I still, again, I thought it was a really good opening to Raw. I think Edge and Randy Orton come across like superstars. And I'm intrigued to see uh, what they do. How do they get out of this? Because Edge technically won the stipulation match, the proper one, the last man standing match. So does that mean that Randy Orton has to win the basic one? And if you do do that, when do you go from there? I'm, there's a definitely an intriguing aspect here. I definitely don't need Charlie Caruso in the middle of the ring, though, going, this could be the greatest wrestling match ever. It's just so fake. And that's not her fault. She's told to say that. But I don't think we, um, I don't think that benefits anybody. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. But we'll see. Backlash is in a few weeks. It's going to be interesting. Um, 
that's it. That's it. I'll throw it out there. Shout out to Jim Rogers in the Super Chat Hand on Heart for you. who says, hello from Ontario, Canada. Hope you're well. And to you, my friend. Hope it's all good up there in the Canucks. Is that right? Probably not. And John the Gin, who I will reply to your email soon, dude. I did get it. I don't know if your new start time will be a regular thing, but as a European lucky enough to still work, it's handy. Hope you're as well as possible hand on heart. Same to you, my friend. Uh, yeah, we are trying a different time today. If you're not watching this live and you're wondering what that meant, uh, I'm just going on YouTube Analytics. And YouTube Analytics said that most of my uh, subscribers were online at this time, so I thought I'd give it a go. At the moment, they lied to me. But... <laughs> <laughs> if you don't try, um, you don't know. Right, moving on to the Drew Gulak stuff, which obviously happened at the end of last week. Uh, he had his match with Daniel Bryan on Saturday, or Friday, I should say, on SmackDown. And then there was this rumor that he had been released. Now, technically, he has been, but it's not like he was booted out the door. He was engaged in contract negotiations. He wanted more money. WWE said, no, this happens. And so they agreed it to part ways. And when you look at it like that, I don't really have much of a problem with it, if I'm honest. As long as, you know, fair play for Drew Gulak for knowing his worth. Really hard thing to do to know your worth. Like, that's something that I've engaged with for years uh, as a freelancer by trade. You know, often the first question when you get offered some work is, well, how much do you want for X? And it's really hard to throw out a number that you think is fair because you don't want to lose the work. You don't want to overping. You don't want to underping. So fair play to Drew Gulak to doing that. And if that is the case that they just couldn't come to an agreement, then I say more power to both of them. WWE is under no obligation to pay Drew Gulak, and Drew Gulak is under no obligation to stay with WWE. So I understand at first why people are like, oh, I can't believe it, we've released somebody else. But if I take that information and I apply it to what I know, I just kind of think it's a business decision. And I, I think it's a shame because I think Drew Gulak was doing brilliantly. I loved that match he had with Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. Like, it was perfect for the empty arena stuff because it felt legit. It felt real. It was all hard hitting. But you have to respect people's decisions and you have to respect WWE's decision if they didn't think... Look, do I think Drew Gulak was worth what he asked? Probably yes. I don't know what he was. He may have asked for $10 billion and that would have been an issue. But is WWE equally allowed to say, well, we're looking at our roster here and we don't think you are worth that much? Yes. That, that doesn't come down to me. That doesn't come down to you. That comes down to two, um, two uh, what do you call it, parties in a negotiation. So, of course, from a fan's point of view, it sucks. I think Drew Gulak was having the time of his life in terms of what he had been doing. And when you actually sort of go out there into the professional wrestling Twitter and social media, you find out that everybody thinks Drew Gulak is this incredible professional wrestler. And maybe we're actually starting to get that. And I think if you watch NXT and 205 Live, you've seen more of it. So in that sense, yes, it's very disappointing but again, I, I respect it. I really do respect somebody standing up for themselves and, and doing what they think they need to do. So yeah, that's kind of how I see it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a closed book. They could still be talking. They could still be negotiating. And we'll just see how it goes. I did think it was a little bit of a, a, a wry jab to uh, <laughs> to call him. They did a tweet after he'd been let go. And it said Daniel Bryan and his training partner. I was like, we don't need to do this. We all know what's going on. Everyone's a wrestling geek and nerd now. We all have a, we all have a good idea. So, yeah, that's how I kind of feel about that. In terms of the rest of Raw, I really like Bobby Lashley and MVP becoming a team. I've said this for a while now. I think those two are just suited for one another, and that's mostly because of what they did in TNA. That was a really good group. The only thing, again, I don't want to be too negative Nancy here, but I, I would have preferred it if this had been built up a little bit longer. They essentially came together here, and then they were having a championship match because, once again, they just asked Drew McIntyre for one. The same with Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns and Goldberg did that, Iconics and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. I, I, I want more story. I want more narrative. However, this one kind of gets away with it because, again, we've got this new pairing. We've got Bobby Lashley and MVP together. What you do at Backlash, I don't know. It seems like that will be the championship match, and if Bobby Lashley loses, it's kind of like, well, that didn't help teaming up with MVP at all. You got your match, but then you had your ass kicked anyway. But I do like it on paper. I think the booking of Drew McIntyre, as I say most weeks, is two thumbs up all around. Uh, his new thing is he can't be pinned for two, let alone three. He will kick out one all the time. And it really irks me that we don't have fans because I think they'd really been buying into that, probably shouting one and things like that. actually quite dug the Baron Corbin-Drew um, McIntyre match too. I thought it worked well, especially, and this is my main point, because Drew McIntyre uh, won clean again. So now he's just beating everyone. And if we do move on to the pay-per-view and he beats someone like Bobby Lashley, who I still hold in high guard, high esteem, I think if you beat him, that does mean something. And then he moves on to something else. 
Drew McIntyre's having a great run as a babyface. As I know, it makes no sense that Oscar is all of a sudden a good guy, but I don't care because once again, much like Drew, WWE has decided, hey, we're going to treat Oscar like the champion she should be. She's in charge. She's in control. Nia Jax pissed her off, so she went and beat her up twice. You know, don't flub around. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin. I know, uh, but it's true. That's The Rock. That's Triple H. That's what these guys did. I mean, Triple H could be a cowardly heel, as The Rock was for a certain amount of time. But if you're telling me someone's the champion and I'm meant to get behind them, I want them to be cool. I want them to be a badass. I want them to go out there and do things that I'd like to do. And Oscar and Drew McIntyre did that last night, and I thought that's why it was so good. Also, we obviously had the greatest segment in all of wrestling ever when Kyrie Sane was playing Oscar's theme on a recorder. That's what I need in my life. I didn't know I needed that in my life, but my word did it make me happy. That was some funny stuff. Kyrie saying is nuts, <laughs> but I don't care. And it, it, the whole thing was just screaming and dancing and people being weird, but it worked for me. And I can't really tell you why, but no, I got a massive kick out of that. I love those two together. They are just good guys now for no apparent reason. We just shifted, but hey, how I'm not against it. I'm not against it at all. Um... Seth Rollins, I, I like the fact that we've added someone to Seth Rollins' group as well. Obviously, Austin Theory got kicked out of Zelina's Angels, and now she's moved into Seth Rollins' stuff. I just, I kind of, I mean, I don't know what the plan is, but it does feel like we're, you know, doing this, ticking along really quickly when there's no need. Like, I could have had homeless Seth for at least another two weeks to really sell this idea that him losing to Drew McIntyre burned him. Instead, within seven days, he's back on top of the world. But, you know, he lost the, author, the authors of pain. It now looks like he, well, he has brought in Austin Theory, who obviously now will lose his first name and just be Theory. So you've got Seth Rollins, Murphy, and Theory, which is the strangest three guys you've ever heard in your life. But there is something to that at, at the same time. I think if we can just work this the right way, and if we can probably add a couple of more people to it, I don't know who that would be, but I think it probably needs a, um, a woman wrestler would be good. You know, to give it a bit of variety and make it feel more like a proper stable. And I probably think you could add a fifth member too. I don't know who that would be, but Natalia could do it. She's been on a losing streak. Ruby Riot could do it. She's been on a losing streak. I just think then, if you do want to push that group properly, they can start invading every single part of WWE. They can invade the Intercontinental, the US, the TAG, whatever. Not the IC Championship, but the US Championship. If that is your plan. So I'm intrigued by it. I'm glad that Austin Theory technically has been promoted. Because in WWE's eyes, Seth Rollins' group is higher than Zelina's group, even though I kind of enjoy Zelina's group more. But, you know, we'll see where it goes. I loved all the stuff with Apollo Crews and Andrade. If we actually treat Apollo Crews right here, we may have actually saved him after years of crappy booking on the main roster. He had fire, he had attitude, he whooped ass in that match. I know there was another story going on with Austin Theory clocking Angel Garza, but it's irrelevant. He cut a good promo in the back, he seemed all ramped up. That's what I want. It goes back to the Oscar Drew McIntyre stuff. Oh, look, this guy knows what he's doing. He's running wild. What a cool dude. I will get behind him. And I think Andrade's had that belt for a long ass time. We don't ever really do anything with it anyway. They don't feel as special as they once did. Why not give it to Apollo Crews, right? If you want to make the guy, make the guy. Or at least if he is going to lose, build it into a program that means he wins in six weeks, eight weeks, two months, whatever it is, you know, whatever, whatever you have in there. I'm totally all right with that. And I think it would feel fresh. And I think if we don't do it with him now, what the hell are we waiting for? You know, like it's going to be way too long. We're going to be way past the fact. There's only so many times you can slap me around the face with a glove before I go, can you stop slapping me around the face with a glove, please? Give me a kiss. And if I don't get that kiss, I'm just going to give up and I'm going to walk away. And I don't want to do that with Apollo Crews because I think he's great. Um, I like the Street Profits and Viking Raiders stuff. I know it was divisive. As I found out on tweet, Twitter when I tweeted that and some guy just called me rude words beginning with F and C. I was like, wow, you take wrestling too seriously. But good for you all the, all the same. I like it because it's dumb. And I like it because clearly all of those four guys are having the time of their life with it. Right? They are. You can't argue otherwise. You can see they're having fun. And also from a visual perspective, it's just nice to get out of the performance center. The performance center kind of lacks atmosphere for all the reasons that we know. So when we're out in a big green field, I'm like, oh, sweet. We're out in a big green field. Like, it's just nice to look at. So I hope they do more of these. What they do next week, I don't know. I'm trying to think what the next step would be. If you do basketball, which is a throwing game, and you do axe throwing, name gives it away, is a throwing game. I don't know. Shooting? Clay pigeon shooting? Or beer drinking? Could do beer drinking with the red cups. Maybe it would be that. A chugging contest. Or maybe something to do with smoke. I don't know. But I like it because it's silly. Some people are like, well, it's not what our tag team division champions you know, should be doing. All right, I take your point to a certain extent, 
what else are they going to do? Just have a bunch of matches? You can't do that right now. We need something else without, the again, the visceral reaction from the fans. So I actually quite got a kick out of it, as I did with Natalia versus Shayna Baszler. It worked much better this week because we had last week's matches at the foundation. They kicked each other's ass again, obviously based on submissions this time. And then, you know, Natty has a sharpshooter on. Shayna Baszler gets out, locks in the Kira Fuda clutch. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Shayna Baszler on a roll. I don't think this is done. I think we'll do it again. No 50-50 booking. I can't get mad at this. I can't get mad at this at all. So, yes, I thought that was... Yeah, that was good as well. I like the Liv Morgan sit-down promo. There's something about Liv Morgan that I just think is good. I think she has something. I think we should continue to push her as much as we can. Uh, Murphy Alistair Black was interesting for the reasons we've touched upon. Humberto Creo, as like I said on ups and downs, is 100% now Chumberto. Just loses all the time. Comes out trying to defend the honor of Rey Mysterio and gets his ass whipped. But I wasn't massively behind him to begin with anyway because I was never given a chance. And Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Riot. If it turns out that Ruby Wright joins Seth's group, then I'll actually take back what I said on ups and downs. I just don't see why you need Charlotte on all three shows. It's not her fault. She's doing her job. And I like Charlotte Flair. Every time I say that, people go crazy on the internet. But I do. I like Charlotte Flair. I think she's really good. I can see why she would be treated in the way that she is. But you don't want to have anybody on the show that much. I know that. I know that more than anybody. It's kind of different when you're on YouTube because it's kind of a churn, right? YouTube people expect that. But even I know sometimes, Simon, you're putting too much content out. You've got you to pull back a little bit. So I hope we do that. I don't know why she had to beat Ruby Riot. I like Ruby Riot too. To me, she has something like Liv Morgan does. But she's become cannon fodder, which is a, which is a bit strange. So that was a bit of an eye raiser. But hey-ho, hopefully there's a story. And I think Charlotte versus Bailey will be good. I'm looking forward to that. I think that's why it would have been better not to have seen Charlotte on Raw. So we could have doubled down on that. But I don't make the rules. Shout out to Spaz Phoenix in the Super Chat. And again, if you've got something to say, please do throw it in the Super Chat and I will get back to you. Who says, hey, brother, are the fans of the WWE champion called the WWE Drewniverse? Very good. He shall probably have that on a t-shirt at one point unless he tries to fight it back. So I'm going to say yes. Drew McIntyre may never have said it, but from this point on, they shall be known as the Drewniverse. My man Nick C says, do you think they're billing Edge and Orton as the greatest ever because their last man standing match was heavily criticized? I actually enjoyed that match personally. It's a very good question. I don't know why they're doing it. Maybe, yes, maybe so as a little bit of a knock and a little bit of a pushback to the things that, we have see that we're seeing. I didn't mind the last man standing match. I do agree with the fact that it went too long. But I don't want to see any match go for that long without a crowd. Again, we don't need to go into this. We've talked about it. It just needed a good edit. But loads of people have fallen foul for that. Like, I'm a massive Metallica fan. And even they, with a lot of their later albums, they need to self-edit better. They need to cut things down. But it doesn't always necessarily lessen the song. It's just something that you notice. So, yeah, I did enjoy it as well. But it could have been... Yeah, it just could have been shortened. But I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think Edge and Randy Orton can have the greatest wrestling match currently. I just don't think it's possible. So why would you put yourself in that situation? Oh, I don't know. It's a very strange one. But look, maybe they've got something up their sleeve. You know, I, I don't want to jump on wrestling angles too much. I never tried to do it, but I'm definitely not trying to do it now because sometimes you do and then you realize, oh man, that was actually really good. Like the Kevin Owens thing, I guess, is a lame example of that because it went from you just giving me a graphic to tell me Kevin Owens is back. I'd like him to have a bit more fanfare to having a Kevin Owens show where Al Apollo Crews got a rub. And I enjoyed that. So it swings and roundabouts. Nack Bogan in the Super Chat says, I like how they are making it seem like a wrestling match is Edge's greatest weakness. <laughs> Heard the announcer guy say that for the promo. Well, I guess it's because he's been out for nine years. That's, I think, how they justify it because he will have ring rust. He won't have the momentum that he used to do and he won't be able to take any cheap shots or he won't be able to take any easy ways out as you can in the Royal Rumble because there's multiple guys and you, all you've got to do is throw somebody over the top rope. And in a last man standing match, you can use weapons. So I do like the story, and I think Randy Orton and Edge sell that wonderfully. It's just got a strange twist. My man Spaz Phoenix in the Super Chat says, Raw's a bit cringe these days, so much so I started experimenting with movie reviews on my channel instead. Excuse the cheap plug. Not a problem. You can check out Spaz Phoenix on YouTube. He's now doing movie reviews. No, look, I think the ratings go to show that a lot of people are doing the same, and that's fine. It's your entertainment time. You need to know... Uh, you need to um, choose what you do with it. There's no right or wrong. I, I, I can't stand that with wrestling fans. Like, oh, you haven't heard of Wrestling X, therefore you're not a wrestling fan. You're like, that's not how this shit works. That's not how it works at all. I enjoy it in the way I want to enjoy it. And okay, sure, you may be a more knowledgeable wrestling fan than me, but it doesn't make you a better fan. We're all just the same fans. So yeah, I don't, I don't think you need to, you need to worry, uh, need to worry about it. I just saw a story that we should have talked about. Oh, Undertaker Last Ride documentary. That's right. I mean, there's not really much else to say about it. It's just, 
it's just great. It's much like the uh, the um, uh, the streak itself. You know, the streak only worked because it had 30 years of build. And this Undertaker thing only works because it's had 30 years of build, right? It's something you've never seen the guy this candid. It is Mark Calloway, for better or worse. Uh, we've opened that door, and I'm fine with it. I still see some people going, oh, we should never have done this. No, man, this is what we've been waiting for. If you've invested ever since 1990, you wanted something <laughs> at some point. And, of course, he's going to start, at some point, he'll start wrapping up his career. And if the idea was to do a documentary about that, but then he changed his mind, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. And in anything, look, right now, I'm just enjoying things to watch. And it's a brilliant watch. It's really, really well done. Undertaker comes across as a very humble dude, I would say. Um, someone that hasn't sort of let all the fame and success get to his head. And I just, you know, long may it continue. If he wants to keep fighting wrestling, that's fine. And I think you could you could have made 25 parts of this documentary and I would have enjoyed it. I think it's great. I think it's really, really, really good. Shout out to my man, Adam Pearson, a good guy all around. I see it, Adam. I hope you're well. I haven't chatted in a while. Who says, what happens to Austin Theory now? It's a good question because just because he joined Seth Rollins' group, I mean, Murphy hasn't done much, has he? I think that's why I like the fact he beat Chumberto because it's like, okay, good. We've given Murphy something. I think it all depends on what the future is for Seth's group. Like, who is Seth going after? Rey Mysterio, right? But the rumor there is that Rey Mysterio's contract is up and then they're renegotiating. Maybe he doesn't come back. If he does, I presume you do Alistair Black, Rey Mysterio, and Humberto against those three. That makes sense, right? And that's cool doing six-man tags. They can all break off. I think whatever we do, we've got to make sure we get a platform for Alistair Black. I know you asked about Austin Theory, but he's still young and fresh. This is where we need to actually push Alistair Black in the right direction because he had that amazing feud with Buddy Murphy. Murphy kind of had his next step. Alistair Black kind of standed still, which is not a problem. It's not a problem at all. But at some point, you've got to move him forward. You've got to give him something extra, another dimension. I thought he'd be a good fit to go after the, Universal Uni uh, the United States Championship, but we're not doing that. So I shrug my shoulders and we'll see. Shout out to Philly Flex, though, just, just showing some love in the super chat. Much appreciated, my friend. Um, we should talk about the invitational rule as well. The brand new wild card for 2020 because we can't get through a year without having that. I don't understand why WWE felt the need to give it rules. <laughs> so a superstar can move four times a year. So now Charlotte has moved once. Uh, AJ Styles will have moved once on Friday. If the match between Bailey with Charlotte is Friday, that'll be two for Charlotte and she'll have two more. Why you'd back yourself into a corner like that, I don't know. Like, who actually cares? No one actually cares. But it's... I don't, the thing is, when the wild card came about, it just seemed like we were taking the brand split and kicking it right in the balls. Right? I was like, well, shouldn't we be doubling down on this and trying to, you know, come up with ways to make it work? Whereas now, you do need to start pulling things out of the box. The greatest thing about it, too, is that AJ Styles just does whatever the hell he wants, gets killed, comes back and says, I want to be in Money in the Bank. He is. Gets killed there again, comes back and says, I want to be in the Intercontinental Championship tournament. I hope he wins it. Yeah, I just I love I love the fact that we're in 2020 and a guy who was once too small for WWE would never make it in WWE. It sucks. It's rubbish. Blah blah blah. I love that this guy is now so important to um. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. This guy is so important to the uh, to the company. What the hell has happened? <laughs> My computer has just bugged out and gone nuts. What the hell happened there? That was weird. Let's close that down and try again. Bizarre. Um, yeah, I like the guy that was never meant to make it is now imperative. <laughs> He's absolutely imperative. And if he wasn't there, who knows what kind of state WWE would be in. AJ Styles is one of the best ever. He really, really is. No matter what you think about him uh, as, as a human being, as a, uh, as, a, as a professional wrestler, wrestler, he is absolutely brilliant, and he's a Hall of Fame-worthy contender, if you ask me. I think he's absolutely just he's the man. I'm just making sure that I haven't missed any uh, any stories, as always, because I don't want to do that. Now, it's a quiet news day. Well, not really, because yesterday was so, uh, was so crazy. There are all these rumors that Sting may be going to uh, AEW, which I think was quite exciting. His deal with WWE ran out and a Mattel figure got cancelled. And as soon as that came out, my word, the rumor mill went into uh, went into crazy. We had Cody Rhodes making little teasers about it. The major podcast, Zack Ryder's podcast, was talking about it. Uh, in one of AEW's backstage videos, I had a picture of the musician Sting. It's like a ha-ha, wink-wink, nudge-nudge. So, yeah, it's... Um, I, I think... I don't know what he does there. Is he able to do another match? I don't know. And it's not my call to make again. But... I mean, he is 61 years old. That could be too old. 
Uh, not too old. It's up to him. I mean, it depends on his neck, right? I just like to me, Sting is one of these last bastions that actually means something, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But I've seen Goldberg come back multiple times now, so his allure has kind of um, has kind of rubbed off. Not his fault. That's how the world works. Same with the Undertaker, Hogan, Nash, Scott Hall. They've been there time and time again. But Sting, you know, he made that. He hasn't. We haven't seen him since 2015. I know he had the Hall of Fame appearance, but I don't count that. So it's kind of like five years in the wilderness in terms of being an active wrestler, an active on-screen competitor. And because he is so WCW and because AEW does evoke a lot of that, I just think it would be a really natural fit. And I think I'd be really excited to see it. Whether or not it's going to happen, I don't know. It's a lot of speculation at the moment. He was talking to some AEW guys on Twitter too. He referenced the Lance Archer tweet, who even mentioned Sting verbatim. It wouldn't surprise me. I think you need to wait until crowds are back in because... To someone that doesn't know who Sting is, you need to establish he's a star straight away. And you can do that with videos and obviously commentators. But if you hear the reaction that Sting would get from an AEW crowd, you don't need any of that. It's visceral. It's real. They'll, they'll understand. So that would be a cool little thing. And then Mike Tyson working for AEW as well is just the strangest thing ever. It was the way they announced it. Turns out that really Mike Tyson's just a massive AEW fan. So like, do you want to come in? And they were like, yeah, why not? Sweet. <laughs> so yeah, fair play. Fair play to um, fair, fair play to them. I don't know how much it means in 2020, but given that he's about to make a huge comeback and do some exhibition matches, seemingly with... Oh, I forgot the guy's name. Anyway, the other guy says that it's all said and done. It's not a bad time to strike while the iron is hot. You know, Mike Tyson on his way back up, maybe. I don't think he's going to have... So many people have been like, oh, is he going to have professional boxing matches? I think he's just going to have exhibition matches. I don't think anyone is going to sign off on putting a (laughs) 53-year-old into a boxing ring for real, but maybe I'm wrong. You just never know. Shout out to Charles Holland in the Super Chat who says, what's next for Kyrie Sane? Anything outside of the Kabuki Warriors? Fourth. I mean, it doesn't really seem like WWE is going to get behind her massively, which I know is a shame. But you never know, right? I would have said the same about Oscar sort of way back when, and now she's one of their most important assets too. I don't know is the answer. I think it's good that she's affiliated with Oscar. I think those two are great. And she's kind of being used as, you know, a make weight almost. That we can beat up Kyrie Sane and that gets more heat on whoever's fighting with Oscar. But that's okay. I think the real shame is that Kyrie Sane is such a talented pro wrestler and we don't really get to see that all that much. It's kind of when you start talking about the women needing a secondary title, right? If there was an IC championship for the women, that would be the perfect thing for Kyrie Sane to, um, uh, what do you call it? jump into so i don't know it's a good question we'll keep an eye on it it'll be intriguing damn let me the super chat says have you heard the jim Cornette, becky and dana brooke comments if you don't want to comment i understand no we'll talk about it look i say any super chats i'm you know throwing all we'll just do a bunch of questions unless i've forgotten a story but just throw a bunch of questions in normal chat and super chat and i'll get to as many as i can I'm not, I'm never going to rag on anybody because that's not my style. As you know, if you watch my stuff, I don't lower myself to other people. I, I, I walk my own path. So, you know, I understand what Jim Cornette has offered to the wrestling business. Without him, I'm sure numerous things that we all enjoyed back in the day wouldn't have happened. And there's no two ways about it that he gets it. He just does. You can hear when he talks about certain aspects of it. But insulting somebody's looks to me is an absolute no-no, whether you're joking or not. Um, the joke is important, and I thought the way he delivered it was poor. Uh, I think he said it looked like her face was on fire or something like that, which is just, of course she's going to hear about it and be upset. So just don't do it. It's not even funny to begin with. Also not true. The Becky Lynch stuff just went right over my head. Again, I haven't heard it. It's all secondhand information. But from what I can tell, he thinks that she should have carried on her run. She can have babies later in her life. Seth Rollins may be annoyed because now she's going to give up money, but WWE will still pay her because can you imagine if they did not. So I I just don't think it's anybody's anybody's right to comment on somebody else's pregnancy. Genuinely. If Becky Lynch wants to have kids, Becky Lynch should go have kids. If Becky Lynch wants to be women's champion, she should be women's champion. Like if anybody has an issue with that, I think you're a bit crazy. (laughs) If I'm, if I'm, if I, I, it does, it just, I, not one point did I think, oh, Becky Lynch giving up this great opportunity to go have kids. No, I thought, what a lovely moment to open Raw. Good for Becky Lynch. I hope Rebecca Knox, I think is her real name. Is that right? No, Rebecca Quinn. I hope Rebecca Quinn goes and has a lovely time with Seth Rollins and they have a bunch of babies and they're super happy. I don't know why on earth you'd ever make that decision. It's not like Becky Lynch can't do that for herself. I'm sure she sat down and went, do I want another year as a wrestler or would I like to have children right now? And look, if you really want to get into that, it's probably the best time to have children because you're not going to have fans for a year. So wrestling is going to be all crazy anyway. 
Not for me. Don't agree with it. Personally, I just don't listen to Jim Cornette because, again, if you follow someone on Twitter, as an analogy, and you keep moaning at what they're saying, just unfollow them, and then you don't have to worry about it. But... Yes, not my not my wrestling cup of tea. Way too negative. Uh, the Danger Pickle, which is an amazing name. The Super Chat, good to see you, DP. Simon, I'm afraid you may be going into anaphylactic shock. Your shoulders and arms are swelling up. You should take some Benadryl. A lot of that is just the, the lights and stuff like that, but I'll take it anyway. You can rub my ego anytime that you like, so thank you very much. And a shout out to Alex Overend, who just put some money in the Super Chat. I appreciate that. Uh, also, any predictions for the mystery participant in the Casino Ladder match at Double or Nothing? Well, it's obviously me, if you don't know already. I shall be that person, not really. Um, I love the idea of that ladder match. I seem to be in the minority. I think it sounds brilliant. So it's like a reverse Raw Rumble in the sense that with a Raw Rumble, you have to wait until all 30 competitors have come out before you try and win the thing properly. But with this ladder match, you can be the first guy out and win, just climb the ladder. I think that's really fun. I think it, it, as long as the story is told and it's delivered in the right way, that will be a joy to watch. Uh, who's in it already? I'm not going to remember the top of my head. It's Darby Allen. It's Luchasaurus. It's Kazarian, I think. It's Scorpio Sky. I think Jungle Boy. No, Jungle Boy can't be. And he's fighting MJF. I can't remember anybody else. Obviously, it's Double or Nothing this Saturday. I can't remember, but I think it's great. I think it's a great concept. It sounds different. Uh, as long as it doesn't go the TNA route when they did the reverse Battle Royal. Yes, that did suck. But I'm always up for companies trying different things. I just think it's exciting. So, in terms of the mystery opponent... I mean, look, it could be Cody, right? It could be Cody. I don't know, does the, winner, does the winner get a title shot or does the winner get a world title shot? Hmm. That changes. Hang on. Oh, no. Don't do that. Casino ladder match. What does the winner get? I can't find. Because uh, that, that, basically, my point is, I'll explain why in one second. Oh, it's, no, it's a world title shot. Okay, it's not going to be Cody. Okay, well, the point is you could go the other way. Maybe it's Lance Archer, right? Because if you have Cody versus Lance Archer as the first match and Lance Archer loses, which I wouldn't personally do, and then he wins that, you kind of balance it out again. I don't know. Who could be the mystery opponent? I don't know. It's a great question. Rusev? Never know. Could be. Zack Ryder? Could be. It's going to be interesting. Uh, my man Alex Overend the Super Chat says, Hope you're well, Simon. Thoughts on NWA Carnyland? Well, I don't know much about it at the moment. Did anybody, I, I looked at the announcement and I didn't get anything. Has anything else come out? Let me look it up. I don't think we had any other information. So I was like, uh, what? that's a YouTube video. So it debuts next week. Uh, yeah, all, all I know, all I can find is, is what the title is. I don't know. It depends what it is. I, I, I don't know anything. I just know that it's called Carnyland. If anyone else knows in the chat, let me uh, let me know. But I'm certainly intrigued by it. It was a welcome um, announcement because I think the worry was that they were going to have to shut down because of the pandemic, but they're not. So I'm trying to think what they could do because NWA Power is a really good show. What else does it need? We'll find out. I'm intrigued. I'm excited. Football Extremist in Super Chat says, Simon, you are the best. And he wrote it all capitals, so he means it. Thank you, my friend. Well, that title goes to you. And JLA member in Super Chat says, I'm eating peanut butter and fluff, you awesome bald a-hole. I like to know what people are eating. I hope it's good. Peanut butter and good essential fats. Uh, fluff is the marshmallow stuff, right? That's good. That's some tasty grubs and tasty eating. Um, and then just much love and respect from Trinidad and Tobago. That always blows my mind when it's from that far away. Trinidad and Tobago, that is absolutely nuts. Yeah, it is double or nothing this Saturday. We'll talk about it later in the week on the podcast feed. So, uh, so make sure you check that out if you haven't already. Just search for the show, as I say. Shout out to pinsandknuckles.com as well. Always supporting Simon as pro wrestling show. I think it's a really, really good card on paper, double or nothing. I'm not 100% sold on Brody Lee versus John Moxley, but they could easily change my mind tomorrow. Cody Lance Archer with the TNT title, I think, will rock. Mike Tyson being there, I find intriguing. I love the ladder match. What else have we got on that show? Obviously, MJF versus Jungle Boy. Apparently, they've had some really good matches in the past. So I don't doubt they wouldn't do it, uh, they wouldn't do it again. Uh, of course, Phoenix is in that ladder match too. So you've got... Um, here we are. So this is the ladder match. Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Phoenix, Scorpio Sai, Kip Scabian, Frankie Kazarian, Luchasaurus, and TBD. Amazing. Nyla Rhodes versus Sheeda, Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander, Private Party versus The Best Friends, and of course, The Elite versus The Inner Circle, or a version of The Elite. It's a great card on paper. We'll probably get a few matches announced, potentially more on, uh, on Saturday. So I, I look forward to that. I think that will be 
I think it'd be a really, really good show. Again, not 100% show on the world title, but nor do I have to be. You don't have to like every single thing that a wrestling company points out. You just got to enjoy the bits you do enjoy, and we can have a chat about the bits that we don't. I'd also employ you to listen to Martha Hart on Talk is Jericho. I think the dark side of the ring is on tomorrow night, or is it tonight, maybe? Uh, maybe it's tonight, because I think I'll usually watch them on Wednesdays. I get confused. I think it's going to be one of the hardest ones to watch up there with the Chris Benoit stuff. But after you just listen to Martha Hart on Talk is Jericho and you get a pretty good indicator and insight into everything that happened 20 years ago, 21 years ago, 21 years ago. Jeez, yes, this month. It is still, you know, to me, the biggest tragedy in wrestling up there with obviously everything that happened with Chris Benoit still blows my mind. I remember driving to school the next day and BBC Radio 1 had a story on it because it really did just, you know, fly out of wrestling and hit everybody anywhere as it was always going to. And to hear everything that she had to go through afterwards, you wouldn't wish it on anybody. And some of the things that she says are so quite unbelievable in a good way, in the sense how she lives her life and how she approaches things, which you could argue would be justifiable not to do. Yeah, it kind of feels like this is the first time we're ever going to approach that properly, listening to the other side of the story, because we never really heard of Martha Hart. And I will say, because everyone says, oh, Simon, do you think my Owen Hart should go in the Hall of Fame? I think Martha Hart has that decision. And Martha Hart doesn't want him to go in there. She has very logical reasons, which make a lot of sense to me. Simple as that. He also has a t-shirt, though, on Pro Wrestling Tees. All the uh, profits go to the Owen Hart Foundation, so I'm going to buy one. A lot of people got... Um, a bit annoyed because it says dark side of the ring on it. I don't think I need to worry about that too much. But uh, yeah, listen to Talk is Jericho if you haven't already. My man Sid in the super chat has put 316 in there. That's very nice of you. Hope lockdown's treating you well. Much love. And to you, my friend. Uh, I hope everyone is enjoying lockdown. I mean, if you're in America now, your kind of lockdown is over. Kind of semi over here in the UK, but not really very confusing rules. Uh, everyone stay safe, though. I don't think we're out of the um, the woods. Well, we know we're not out of the woods. Is there any professional wrestling going on that's not a major company? No, and that's because we're not out of the woods. So, yeah, make sure you do indeed stay safe. Um, just bought a popcorn machine, partly because you talked about it on a few videos. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Any favorite ways to season flavor it? I go salt, vinegar, tomato, ketchup, the no sugar stuff because it's barely got any calories in it. I like it. Some people think it's weird. It's like eating crisps. So there you go. And I like crisps, but crisps are full of calories. Uh, right. So before we do round up, I'll give you a couple of seconds just to throw as many questions as you want in the chat. Otherwise, we will draw this to a close. If you are watching live on YouTube, though, please do give me a subscribe and please do like the video because YouTube is so funny with live streams. I get it because it's a long thing for someone to ask after the fact. But the more engagement it gets now, the better it seems to do. And I'll leave them up because when I put them unlisted, people don't like it. And look, I do this for you. And the Danger Pickle in the Super Chat says, Who was your first inspiration as a wrestler and who do you strive to emulate, not imitate, in your current training and style? Well, my first inspiration as a wrestler was Bret Hart because he's also the first guy that I've seen. But also now, after having a few matches, when you do watch Bret Hart matches, I'm absolutely in awe of how realistic he makes it look. Um, it's... I think he's one. Of, I still think he's one of the best ever. His his technical ability is otherworldly, and I think his matches have held up too. Um, in terms of who do I try and emulate in my current style, that's a really really good question. I mean, I'm a I'm more of a I try, I'm working on it. I try and be more of a story guy, a psychology guy, so less moves and all of that. Um, so I certainly am not trying to emulate probably someone like Cody Rhodes. I would say is the kind of guys I think Cody Rhodes tells really good stories. And that's kind of what I want to do too. John Cena, to a lesser extent, I'm nowhere near as good as these people, but they are people who I watch and I think the way that I wrestle probably makes more sense to try, like you say, to, to emulate them or at least see what they're doing. Because I'm never going to be a Will Ospreay. I'm never going to be a Matt or Nick Jackson or anyone like that. And who knows? I don't know what the future holds. But in terms of that question, yes, that's what I would uh, That's what I would consider. My man Dan Lemley in the Super Chat says he's in New York and it's beginning to open, which is crazy because you guys had it really bad. So I hope you're doing all right, my friend. And I hope you're able to go back outside soon. Um, being a wrestling and music fan, what's your favorite entrance theme? It's a toss-up between Stone Cold Steve Austin's Bret Hart's and Triple H's The Game. They're all just songs that have been on my playlist now for 20-odd years. I love them. I have some other favorites like Kane's I love, Undertaker, Volume 3, Wrestling Volume 3 I love from the 1998. Uh, Owen Hart's theme, we talked about him. Enough and Enough is a time for a change. I like that for some reason. And there'll be dozens more, but um, yeah, they're always the ones that come to the top of my head. Simon, how do you identify a good wrestler? Pff, I don't think I have an answer for that question. I feel it. As sad as that sounds, I feel it. 
and I let my brain and my gut do the talking. I want to be a wrestler. I am from England. How do I get exposure? Well, train and just have a bunch of matches. And if you're good, usually cream rises to the top. My man T-Dog says, love the stream, hand on heart. Thanks, T-Dog. You are a good supporter. I massively appreciate it. Um, and then the same person asked about identifying good wrestlers says, sorry, I just don't know how to because I feel like they are doing what they are told to. Well, that's exactly the point. Uh, Triple H has said it before. If you come into WWE, you run their plays. You play by their playbook. And you can't get mad about that. That's why some people prefer going to AEW because it's more creative. You can paint your own canvas. So you have to remember that there are certain restrictions on wrestlers unless they're on the independent scene. And that's a good thing to keep in your mind when you are watching. You don't know what they've been told to do. Uh, would you consider coming to Canada to wrestle? My friend, I tell you, my rule is always this. If I'm able to get there and I'm free, I'll be there. I had loads of bookings before they all got cancelled for obvious reasons. And it's very, very upsetting. But we will certainly get back to it when we can. My man James, also an amazing supporter, saying, Hey, Simon, hope you're keeping well. I sent you a nice Patreon message about positive news I got. I haven't read my DMs on Patreon yet because I suck. It's been a crazy couple of days, but I promise to reply to you soon. And of course, thank you for supporting me on there as well, James. Uh, have you ever tried giving a go at chess? Yes, I play chess every now and then. I'm not good at it, but I know the rules and I know how understand the uh, logistics. But no. I'm not uh, I'm not good at chess, although I do like it. I feel like it keeps your brain sharp. I got into Scrabble recently. That means I'm getting old, but yeah, I like Scrabble. Uh, Charles Holloman in the Super Chat says, Thanks for the meta report, the golden era of Video Gamer UK. If you know what that means, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. Uh, every now and then I try and uh, remind people about the Miller Report, but I realize it's just best to leave it put. It's going over people's head. But Charles, thank you for supporting me for so long. I think we're coming up to six years now, which is terrifying. Where does the time go? But onwards. Uh, Iconics can't break up because they are the same character as each other. And what even are their individual signature moves? Well, I hope this... I was the only person in the world that liked that Iconics thing. Because I've decided it means they're about to go in a new direction. And if that tells a really cool story and unfolds over a few weeks... Awesome. Maybe they do break up. I'm not as big a fan of that because like you say, I think they're better together. But we don't know. Again, my new thing is don't jump on wrestling storylines because we don't know. We don't know. Everyone gets mad and then you go, oh, I liked it. <laughs> Hopefully, WWE is going back to that because now again, they need to start thinking things in a different way. It's like the Cody stuff. Everyone got so mad when he beat Darby Allen. I was like, look, when Darby Allen eventually beats him, it's going to be the best flipping thing you've ever seen in your life. Let it play out. And if it plays out, then it, and it sucks the man you go and kick some ass because you're allowed to do that. Uh, right, I'll give a couple more seconds for some questions. Otherwise, uh, thank you very much for joining me. We may go back to 1 p.m. next week. I was hoping we were going to get more viewers. I'm not going to lie. I'm just trying to get this out to as many people as possible. But I appreciate you guys joining me. And that's what matters. Uh, someone says, do you think Bobby can beat Drew? No. And I don't think he should either. But I think it should be a really, really good match. And you can probably do two matches out of this if you want to. But Bobby Lashley should lose both. Drew McIntyre right now has to be the project. He has to be the goal. And if other people have to be sacrificed, that's what we do. Even though I do have some qualms with that as well. I get it. I get it. Uh, Philly Flex in Super Chat says, whatever happened to Millbob? Millbob's still around. It's just for the people that don't know. Millbob was, I used to do parody characters, basically. And he was a parody of a YouTuber. If I ever think I can get it across to people that don't know the character, understand he'll be brought back. But none of them die. Miller Report, Millbob, they're all around. They'll be around for life. Uh, Atomic Brat says, Hey, Simon, thanks for inspiring me to stay fit. That always blows my mind because I never thought I'd have that kind of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I can't even think of it. But I never thought I'd have that on anybody because obviously I was always inspired by other guys. So I think we've kind of gone full circle. You're more than welcome, Atomic Brat, and I hope, uh, I hope you're getting in the best shape of your life because it feels good. Uh, favorite lockdown heatwave beverage? You're going to hate me. I only drink water and the occasional diet drink because I'm an asshole. But... <laughs> <laughs> I like water. It's enough for me, so I don't really drink outside of that. Um, uh, feels good to have a distinct, strong champion again. I couldn't agree more. And now they're doing it with Oscar as well. Yeah, I mean, 100%. It's just, it's just, it's just a way to go. It just makes them so easy to watch. They're badasses. Um, uh, are you cool with the Wrestle Talk guys? Will you ever take part in the Quizzlemania? Uh, look, I like Cultaholic, Wrestle Talk, uh, whoever else is out there. I can't even think now. I love them all, and I hope they have nothing but success. But no, obviously, I wouldn't appear on Quizzlemania because that would be a conflict of interest given that I work for what culture, right? It just stands to reason. It's not a personal thing. It would just be, it would be like saying, is Drew McIntyre going to go to AEW? Of course not. But does Drew McIntyre like loads of people from AEW? Of course he does. You know, it's, it's just the same as that, but I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate it nonetheless. 
Um, a parody wrestling journalist question mark somebody says well I think people would take that the wrong way I do have some parody stuff that I want to do soon I need some time to film it but that's more generic I don't want anyone to get upset and people do get upset in 2020 and it's never worth it Jeff Hardy or Sheamus who will win well I'd actually like Sheamus to win I think it kind of sucks their big matches in the first round of the tournament because I think it means one of them's going to suffer Jeff Hardy will probably do it because he only just come back and they're super high on him. And Sheamus can take the loss, but I like Sheamus. I'd like to see him get one last big push. I think we're going to appreciate Sheamus a lot more once he retired. Uh, Tom Talks Rubbish in the Super Chat says, Thoughts on, a fa- <laughs> Thoughts on the Fanta Fruit Twist? Well, I drink Fanta Zero and I love it. I think it's delicious, especially the orange one. I honestly haven't had a full sugar di- uh, soda or fizzy drink in 10 years, potentially more. Because I think diet drinks are fine. And again, I just like drinking water. It makes me happy. And also, as a guy that is um, quite susceptible to spots, drinking acne got all that down, right? Like, if I don't get enough water in me, I break out all the time. So, you know, I think I I like it that way. Uh, Do you think CM Punk is a SmackDown hacker? Not in a million years, especially not when there's no fans. It's not happening. Um, And... (laughs) I won't read that one out because nobody will get it. But yes, that would work. <laughs> that certainly would work. Uh, people are just talking about Milbob in the chat now, which is absolutely bizarre. Uh, on that note, I will sign off and I'll let you get back to your Tuesdays. Thanks so much for joining me as ever. Uh, please do subscribe. Please do hit the like button. If you only follow me on one, come follow me on Instagram at Simon316. I'm trying to get those numbers up. Don't know why. Just trying to have some fun with it. Thank you again to everyone that support me on Patreon this week. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Lovely to see more of you in the q and I hope to see you there again on friday and if you order if you order an order you know what i mean but if you pledge enough to get a t-shirt or you pledge enough to get a postcard they have all been thrown out to you now give it a few days if they haven't got there get in touch with me um that's it that's that that's the end of it i am about to do a big sale on simonmiller.bigcartel.com so keep an eye on the next few days i'm just gonna do like buy one get one free to just try and get rid of all my stocks i want to make new t-shirts but i need money to do that blah blah boring 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 um someone says when is cm punk coming back i would say never that's my guess i hope i'm wrong and i'll never have been happier to be wrong i don't think we're going to see cm punk um back in a wrestling ring i don't think he wants to do it and that's his choice uh check out the podcast feed for more episodes twitch t- twitch.tv for summer 316 if you want to join the stream on thursdays because i'm only going to stream once a week on youtube now to see if that helps all the shenanigans either way rock on see you soon